Tomorrow, October 27th, Pope Francis has called for a world day of fasting and prayer for peace, for peace in the world, especially in the Holy Land. And so here at the National Shrine, we'll be offering an additional hour of adoration. Instead of starting at one o'clock, we'll start at noon tomorrow. Uh, and wherever you are, if you can't be here, then at, the, at your parish or somewhere else, uh, you can also uh, make an effort to uh, pray for peace in the world. Peace is what the Lord seems to want to bring to us. You know, the night before he died, he said, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it, but as I do. And the angels proclaimed when Christ was born that, you know, peace to people of goodwill. This is what this king will bring to us. That's why we call him the Prince of Peace. And yet, what does Jesus say in today's gospel? Do you think I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, rather division. What is the Lord saying here? He is getting at that, you know, even a household will be divided because of me, because union with me as God, the Lord says, is more important than any other relationship you might have on this earth. Your relationship with God is your number one priority. Even if it causes strain in your other relationships in your life. And we see how much division Christ causes in our world and our society. How they don't want to hear the truth. How they don't want to accept Jesus' teachings. And so that causes division in our society, but even more so, even within our households. Who here thinks Jesus' prophecy has come true even in their own households? A household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father. A mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother. A mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Jesus is the word of God. And God's word, St. Paul says, is like a two-edged sword which cuts to the heart. And if we soften our heart, if we open our heart to receive God's word, if we allow our minds to be enlightened with the truth, then we allow the Holy Spirit to enkindle in our hearts the fire of God's love. Fire brings light. Light for our path and to others. And fire brings warmth, just like charity, love. It's that warmth to others which people draw close to. And that is why Jesus says, I have come to set 
the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. You know, think of that image, the world on fire. Well, what, doesn't fire bring, bring destruction? In a certain sense, you know, when we think of a wildfire, you know, the big, vast chunk of the earth is on fire. We don't really consider that a good thing, but what do wildfires do? They actually purge, they, they purify, in a certain sense, the land and allow it to regenerate, be renewed. And that's the fire for us that, the God, that Jesus wants to bring, a purifying fire. That's why St. Peter says in his letter, our faith is tried and goes through trials like gold is purified by fire. Jesus says, there is a baptism with which I must be baptized. And how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. The baptism he's talking about is his passion, his death, in which he is immersed in suffering and death, but then rises to new life. And he says he is in anguish until this is accomplished. He yearns for this. Why? Because he knows that it is through his death that we may rise to new life. But our hearts must be willing to accept this. Our hearts must be willing to be set on fire with God's love. There are different symbolisms of fire in Scripture. One, I've already mentioned, that purification. Another is God's judgment. And a third is God's presence and love. You know, think back of Moses seeing the burning bush, this bush which is not consumed by this fire. It's an everlasting fire. And then there is that pillar of fire which leads the Israelites by night to the promised land. And then we have the Holy Spirit enkindling in the apostles on Pentecost the fire of love. You know, they have the tongues of fire above their heads. So God's love is symbolized by fire. And it is an everlasting fire. And yet, in that judgment, which is also symbolized by fire, uh, you know, many of the saints and mystics, like St. Faustina, says, you know, she received fire in purgatory. She received fire in hell. Well, if fire represents God's love, how is there fire in hell? There's fire in purgatory because God is still present there. That makes sense. And that fire purifies us so that our hearts may be pure, may be perfectly united to God. But how is there fire in hell if hell is the absence of God? Well, Dante, in his Divine Comedy, in Inferno, he talks about, he writes in a way that shows hell to get colder and colder, the deeper Dante goes into hell. There's fire of hell 
in the upper levels. But the deeper he goes, it gets colder. So much so that when he sees the innermost core part of hell with Satan and the three traitors beside him, it is frozen over. Because that is the furthest place from God. And so even the fire in hell is a symbol of God's presence because those in hell can't stand God's presence. They don't want his love. And so God's fire of love actually is their punishment. You know, like C.S. Lewis said, the gates of hell are locked from the inside. And so this fire is something, in a certain sense, dangerous. But if we allow God's word to penetrate us, then we have everything needed to contain this fire and to allow this fire not to destroy us, but rather to renew us, to purify us, and to share this fire with others. You know, fire is meant to spread, and that is why the Lord wishes the whole earth was on fire, right? He sends out his apostles to preach the gospel and to set the world on fire. That is what we are to take part in not to contain this fire, but to share it. There's a quote I saw the other day, I uh, forget who it was from, but it was, oh, I think it was from Boethius. And he said, those who want to go to heaven alone will surely never go to heaven. Basically, those who are content with going to heaven alone and not share the gospel with others are not worthy of actually going to heaven. If we really are on fire with God's love and want to go to heaven, then we're going to want to share that with others, even if it causes division. And that's what Jesus is reminding us today. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Don't be worried then about that division. Of course, within your household, if uh, your children are falling away or your relatives who aren't practicing the faith, you know, don't uh, overwhelm them. Don't be overbearing in sharing the faith or uh, be judgmental in correcting them, telling them the way they're living is not in accordance with the gospel. Uh, you, you have to have prudence. You have to ask for wisdom the Holy Spirit on how to do that. But take advantage, especially when the Holy Spirit is inspiring you to say something, then take courage and don't be afraid in sharing the Lord's word. And an important way for us to have our hearts enkindled with fire. St. Faustina provides a great example. She said, meditate on the passion. 
You know, the Lord here, he hints at his passion, the baptism with which I must be baptized. How great is my anguish until it is accomplished. His heart is yearning for souls. You know, that's why Mother Teresa said, I thirst. It's not just a thirst that Jesus says on the cross because he hadn't drinking anything all day. No, it was a more important thirst, a thirst for souls. And St. Faustina said she felt this thirst for immortal souls when she would meditate on Christ's passion. And so even outside of Lent, St. Faustina encourages us to meditate on the passion. She said when she would meditate on the passion, that is when she would be in touch with just how much Jesus loved the whole world, his passionate love for all of us, even though we rejected him and spat upon him and scourged him and crowned him with thorns and crucified him with our sins. He still keeps his arms wide open, embracing us with love and intense love. And he wants us to share in that fire of love. May St. Faustina intercede for us that we might share in that same fire of God's love, exemplified in Christ's passion. And may we have true peace by turning to Jesus in his mercy. For Jesus told St. Faustina, mankind will not have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. Pray. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. 
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.